Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for joining me for Life Point today. In the studio with me, I have the prestigious, <laughs> the famous, the most incredible man that I've been around a long time. His name is Don Bertelson, former pastor of the Oregon Trail Church of God years ago, and now he leads a seniors group at Cloverdale Church of God, and uh, he is a group that's just bouncing around, rolling like crazy. Don, good to see you. It's good to be with you, Tom. Always enjoy this time together. Well, you have really built a growing group at the at the church there. You've got a, a group that's 50 to 60 and over, mostly 60 and over, that, man, you run sometimes 70 people in that room and usually always 60 or more. Uh, and it's just a happy group and they enjoy it, and you've been. What have you been? You teaching recently? You went through Exodus, right? And then we we just finished a study on the Book of Hebrews. The Book of Hebrews, and, and so we have next week. We're stuffing Easter eggs for our Easter egg hunt for there. But then we're going to start a study on Paul's prison epistles. We're looking at the letters to Ephesians first, and so we'll do those. That's what's coming up next. Nice. Well, you folks might wonder how you stuffing Easter eggs uh, three weeks after Easter, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we, yeah. but we are uh, pre, we are yes. we are pre recording this show. <laughs> Uh, right before Easter, yeah, so, uh, so you can strike that. <laughs> yeah, no, don't you don't have to strike that. That's great. You know, they know that I have to uh, pre-record shows, or it never be on the air. But uh, anyway, Don has been a real blessing to us in the church, and just a tremendous teacher, very, very gifted teacher, and so. I asked him to join me today as I share. He's going to be with me in the studio today and tomorrow. And so anyway, Don, it's an interesting note how much finances play a role in America and the world. But much of the world doesn't understand it like we understand it because we are, we are a wealthy nation. The United States of America is a wealthy nation. And I have been to a, a, pl- a bunch of poor places in the world. You probably have, too, that is just where people are starving, living on the streets. And, you know, it's just, just amazing. And uh, and we all used to go on mission trips, and I tell you, I went to Mexico one time, and they had the streets were dirt, and the homes had dirt floors. And as we w- went and visited this church, they talked about their church was going on a mission trip, and they said, "Well, where are you? I said, where are you going on a mission trip?" I thought, "Man, this is a mission itself." He said, "Oh, we're going to southern Mexico, where it's really poor." I thought, "Really poor?" And then they told me how poor it was and so but they had such a heart for that and uh as we would know in the church you know it's not always easy with money and you hate asking for money but you were grateful for people who tithe but uh and of course you don you pastored for how many years well almost almost 30 years between the two churches almost 30 years around in bakersfield california and and caldwell idaho and did you ever deal with financial issues? Oh, always. It always was, always was a challenge. And, but somehow God pulled us through each and every month. Sometimes we wondered how we were going to do it. And, but then we, you, you stop and pause and you talk about the missions out there. And you know, we were really in a good place. We had a building. It was paid off. We just are blessed. And sometimes we need to see the dirt floors in Mexico to remind yes. us just how blessed we are. It is. And in fact, our youth group this summer is going to downtown L.A., inner city. Yes. And of course, you're from L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So you can relate. In fact, you're from East L.A., right? Yeah. My yeah, my my mom's family lived in El Sereno, which is just the other side of East L.A. And and so, yeah, I'm familiar with that area pretty well. So And it's right now. It, it's certainly a mess, but we're trying to go minister to those people. And and, you know, the, the world really responds to things and our churches respond to things over the years. 
the different things like when Katrina hit years ago, uh, church took a great big offer. I mean, it, it was like twenty some thousand dollars we sent down there, and and then recently another one through Convoy of Hope we sent them for Ukraine at I think eleven thousand dollars, and and people respond to needs, and that's what's that's what's needed. If if we honor God, He will provide for us, you know, and. Uh, and I think he's. Done. I have. I have seen that. My, you know, I'm beginning. Uh, hard to believe. This, almost my sixth year at at Cloverdale, and I have seen that through the years of how the Cloverdale Church responds to the needs of not just our community, but the community beyond. The mission trips, uh, special programs. It's just amazing. The wood ministry and all the th- different things that goes on. It's just amazing how the church gives. Yeah, God is God is good for sure, and we need to respond to the things of God. I. Did a study a while, years ago. I think it's probably bigger stats now, but uh, a number of years ago we had six billion people in the world, and now I think it's seven. But uh, and at that time there was a hundred billion. I mean, there was one billion of the six billion that were hungry, mm-hmm. that needed food. You know, and so you know the question we have to ask ourselves is this: Where is our treasure, or where is your treasure? Unfortunately, many people treasures are in their money. They're consumed by what they have or what they don't have. And of course now, and you and I are in that retirement age, and Social Security and all this kind of thing. We're looking at the next step. What? How are we going to make it now? And and uh, and I think you were like me. We didn't we didn't overly prepare when we were younger. If we knew if we knew what we knew today, we would have socked a lot more yes away in some of those IRAs and different things. Boy, if I would have just what's the old thing? If I'd known today, what then, yeah. back then, what I would have been doing or whatever. A few extra dollars just just a week. What yeah. a difference that would make. And make a try difference. to encourage my kids to do that and, and, and teach our young people just a little bit. If you put it away, you don't have it, then you'll have it when you need it. And so Well, that's exactly the truth. And I, I tell my daughter the same thing and, and I said, You guys just right now, if you can put it away at your age, you know, you'll do all right when you're older. But you know, you I and I had to I think you and I both had to just start socking it away here later on in life because yeah. we just didn't do it earlier. And I really never was told. I, I didn't have anybody instructing me to do that. And so I just, I guess I should have figured it out on my own. But uh, well, we were kind of in that era where we were just kind of left to not know what to do. And but thankful for groups of people who guided us during those times to help us to put the money away and to recognize that, or we couldn't be here today, probably. That's right. Well, there's so many people, Don, that all still, they live above their means. Yes. They want to do all these things they don't have money for, and they go into debt to do them, and then they can't hardly pay off their debt. Yep. And of course, then there's all of these people that come through these debt-reducing places, and ends up people, you know... We're not teaching much responsibility in life, and we've got to teach people to be responsible. And, you know, we should be out of debt. I love Dave Ramsey, and, mm-hmm. and my kids live by that. And I'm so glad because we need to live uh, debt-free because we want, we don't want, we're strapped by enough things in this world. That is true. Listen to Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. If I could read it, this is the smallest print Bible I think I've ever seen. I'm using a studio Bible because I <laughs> left mine in my office. But it says, this is Jesus says, Do not lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up your yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. Hey, Don, take a look at that print in that Bible. Yes. Yeah, there's no way I could have read that. Have you ever seen a print that small? No, no. <laughs> and, and, and plus, it's such important words. Yeah. You know, where if your treasure is in your money, your heart will be there, too which puts God down the list of importance. People, we need to honor God. We have a saying in our church that we've we've said for about 20 years now or, or 25 years, if you honor God, God, he will honor you. He will honor you. And that is so true. And and again, we get that out of Samuel too. And our treasure should be serving Jesus Christ to the fullest and living by his bountiful blessings, honoring him, him first in all we do. Wealth does not satisfy. In fact, the great Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 5.10, whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This, too, is meaningless. You see, greed is destroyer of good. And, Don, I mean, I'm like the next guy. I see something I like. I'd like to have it. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm a, as you all know, I really like cars, and, and you like cars, too, in fact. Yeah. You've got some uh, antiques. You got what are you have three antique cars? I have, I have I have two now because I was I'm combining one. But I have a two forty Z and a seventy five Porsche nine nine fourteen. You inherited by somebody yeah, in your church. Yeah, gave it to a you friend of passed. mine. We were rebuilding it together, and then he passed. sadly died of, of cancer. But he left it to me to to um, finish up, which is which is a challenge in itself, because on a good day, I know where to put oil in a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I like old cars, too. In fact, my friend Mel, I talk about some on the show, he gave me a 55 or 56 Olds, and that was that was kind of fun. And and I would have had to fix it up, too, but it was good enough to drive a little bit, so I eventually sold it. But, I, you know, you like things. I mean, I keep looking. One of my hobbies is I look in the Hemmings Magazine for uh, used classic cars, and I'm always looking at them. I don't know why, because I'm not going to buy it. But I look, I say, oh, man, I'd like this. I told my wife, you know, having a car like this like a savings. Maybe we ought to get one for a savings, but uh, I don't know. You've heard, heard people say, I've had many people say, I had a, if I had a million dollars, I would help the, this person, that person, this organization, that organization. Then wealth comes their way, and how fast they forget their promises. You know, when I die, I want to leave my kids enough money where they can live comfortably, and through that, they totally left God out of the picture and never hardly gave him anything, some people say. Now, I don't think that'd be the way with my kids because they're. I think they love God so much they want to honor him. But, uh, you know, we need to be content with what we have. In fact, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and the content, and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you nor forsake you. And I think that's the important thing here, Don, is the term love of money. Yes. You know, not to have money. I think he, we have a lot of wealthy people. We have, well, you and I both know some very wealthy yep. Christian people who are generous for the things of God. But when you love money so much that it becomes for God, it's called idolatry. And it's yep. against what God would have. You know, and it's yep. important for us to, to put God first in our giving and our money. But it's not easy to teach sometimes. No, you know, the scripture just beyond what you read here early in Matthew about serving two masters. Yeah. Well, if if we're so wrapped up in serving and doing things with money, as you said, God begins to take a second place in our lives. And that's right. And God did, didn't call us to live in poverty, but we're told to provide for our children. As parents, we take care of our kids and need to help them. My father gave me money growing up and he taught me how to give ten percent to the Lord early on. So I started doing that. 
You know, we as parents shape our children's lives, and that's something we need to do. Well, we're out of time, Don. We're going to continue this tomorrow. You're able to come back with yep. me. I'll be here tomorrow. All Look right, forward folks. To it. Good. Well, join us again, and I hope this doesn't scare you away because you want to be able to be a servant of God through stewardship. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.